I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. En la 10, creo que es la primera captura con uniforme de piso de Malik Reed. Oh, you know who that is. You hear that voice. You hear that accent. And he's speaking Pittsburghese in Espanol, right? Let's welcome Alvaro Martin to the, to the airwaves, to the locker room with us here. Alvaro, how are you, my friend? Very well. You know, bye week, so I'm, I'm in the hot tub. I've got, uh, you know, i got to... <laughs> protect my vocal cords i've got the whole scarf like Pavarotti. i'm taking it easy now <laughs> now is there any lemon in that tea that's the question is there any lemon in the tea or honey what, what are you what are you putting you in know, the tea to keep the vocal cords loose that that's that's proprietary that, that's trademark so i, I really can't share that <laughs> yeah, <you>. okay <laughs> that's beautiful now here's the one thing do you like put an ice bag on your throat when you lay down after you know after one of your you're, you're, one, one of your, uh, your games, you know, you sit down and you got to ice that, them vocal cords out. No, I just use sign language. I just don't <laughs> use my voice at all. And, and if, the person, if the other person doesn't understand, that's their problem. <laughs> uh, oh, that's just great, man. I was, I, and I love the call. That's tremendous. That was, that was Tom Brady, right? No, that was, yeah, and that's Malik Reed getting a sack. I yeah, mean, that's, I- that's like... That's important. That is. That's very yes. important. Now, I got to ask you, what's the spirit of Steelers Nation in Mexico now? All right? You get a little feel. You had a, a week, a bye week. You're icing down. You you got your tea going. And I know you, you, you got to be, like, interacting with some fans and everything. What's what's the general pulse and read down there? Well, you know, when you've gone through the worst part of the season where opponents have a 62% winning percentage combined, then you take a week off, you get a couple of great players, including the best defensive player on the team, which I, say, I tend to say in my broadcast is almost has the equivalent effect of a quarterback getting mm. hurt or not getting hurt, which is T.J. Watt. And right. then you get a finishing run 
where opposing teams have a combined 44% winning percentage, you know, your heart skips a bit. You may just think you may have a chance to, to make a run at the end of the season. Well, absolutely. I mean, that that's one of the things I kind of said before the break, Alvaro, is that we look at these teams and the secondaries uh, by schedule. I think we're, we're, we're like the bottom three as far as the opponents we're going against in their secondary and what that means for – our receiving core, even without Chase Claypool, um, opportunities are there. Um, just, you know, when we look at the Chase Claypool trade um, and the other guys that we have to step in and kind of fill that void, I mean, what what's your general sense looking at Steven Sims and Miles Boykin as they prepare to put their hands in the palette in a more offensive sense as opposed to the team and special teams aspect? They will contribute, but the only thing I'm concerned about is who's going to score touchdowns. Now, Chase didn't, other than his uh, rookie year. Uh, he really he wasn't. That wasn't part of his production. But it's going to be Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. I mean, who's going to put the ball in the end zone? You know, Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski could always do that. He did great things along the way, but you could count on him to get those six points. That is the really the opportunity and the concern right now for Pittsburgh for the rest of the season. Let's find out the guy, the him, who's going to get those touchdowns in the red zone. I agree with you. Look, you know, I, I, I've been such a fan of Pat Fryermuth all along just because of this young guy. He just has a knack to find some of those open spaces in the end zone when, you know, real estate down there is, is not easily – given out you, you there's a lot of nooks and crannies you got to dig around and find when you get down inside the low red zone and he's a guy that I think certainly can, we can ex, uh, use him and he can exploit secondaries especially with the absence of Chase Claypool Pat Fryermuth is like a, a big wide out in many ways but you also got the 612 and what I love about the 612 is that is a big body that can do stuff like tight end delays because you even even a 612 guy can get lost in crosstown traffic in Times Square, right? I mean, yeah, you're, you're right in the middle no- there, right? And you you you're, you got all this stuff going on in the box, and you just kind of, oh, okay, the pass rushes on. I'll just kind of drift out here. And then, bam, you know, you can get a nice seven, eight yards of crack with that guy. No question about it. There's also, you know, Kenny Pickett is one of those rare quarterbacks. He doesn't do it all the time, but he's one of those rare NFL quarterbacks that will throw the ball before his intended receiver turns to watch it. I mean, many, many quarterbacks don't do that. They need to see the separation. They almost need to make the connection, visual connection, and then I'll throw you the ball. When it comes to Fryermuth, you know, it's like George Pickens. You put the ball in the zip code, and he'll go get it. With Fryermuth, you put the ball in the window, and he'll catch it. I mean, it's amazing to watch some of these throws. But Kenny has that confidence in him. One of the good things about the tough part, first part of the season. And this is something that was done out of necessity, but I think it's been very, very good. Is probably starting with game, I don't know, four or five. They started really circulating and rotating offensive, uh, you know, ball carriers and, and pass catchers. And so everybody's activated. At this point, anybody can make a play, really. And that's one of the good things about Pickett and the way he's – his, his emergence in the team. Everybody gets a pass. Everybody's involved. He doesn't fixate on this one and that one and the other one. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that turns into perhaps more confidence, more knowledge, 
hey, we're here. We've got this in front of us. Maybe that's the way to go. I'll be looking for that. If not, I'll be looking for the other one. Those reads, I think, are going to get better and better and better. And the fact that everybody's involved, I think, is a very good thing. Jack Gentry's involved. Everybody's involved. And so, to me, that's one of the good – you suffered through the first half of the season, but that's one of the good byproducts coming out of it. Now, question I'll ask, is this a byproduct? Will the run game get a boost after the bye as a byproduct of going through that tough gauntlet in the first part of the season? Gentlemen, the Pittsburgh Steelers are averaging four yards a carry. I mean, it wasn't like that three or four weeks ago. It's actually getting a little bit better. Right. Um, Not great, but better. I think Derek Watt, we talked about it last week. Um, I think Jalen Warren um, have had an effect in that too. I think the tight ends have helped a little bit. But we've, we've seen slight slight improvement all you have to do is keep improving you know new orleans interestingly enough new orleans is not a team that's going to scare you with their pass defense they really won't no i mean i'm sorry the run defense the run defense right now they're allowing four and a half yards to carry well four even, and a half overall yards they're not they're just as a defense they're not to me i didn't see anything last night that that scared me is what I, I think the front the front is pretty stout uh, the linebackers are good, both tackling and potentially on a delayed blitz, it can cause some havoc. Uh, I mean, th- they can do that. But overall, that, the secondary, Latimer being injured, they've got some holes. And so will this offense begin to do the things incrementally that they started doing literally in the last two or three games uh, and just build on it? This is not going to be a five-yard carry team. Let me, let me just, let me just, I want to just clarify, except for Cameron Jordan. I love Demario Davis in the middle, but Cameron Jordan up front, uh, I, I was actually, I was a teammate of his dad's, Steve Jordan, up in uh, Minnesota my last couple of years. Uh, and his son, uh, Cameron Jordan, is, is quite the ball player in his 12th year. I can, that kid, I remember he was just a little guy just running around up there. And uh, I can't even believe that now he's, he's just a, a 12 year NFL veteran. Just amazing. He is also the guy who disrupted Lamar Jackson the most last night. Came close to doing some tackling behind the line, you know, tackles for right, loss. Right, right. You know, he, he really he, – that's going to be a handful for, for, you know, Chucks on that right side of the line. He's very quiet, not demonstrative. It's a little bit like Cam Hayward, although Hayward has, to, I think, a little bit more of a flash of a temper. Jordan's really quiet, but he gets the job done. No, he absolutely doesn't, and you know he's actually um, one of the kids. He he he's a, he's a he's a uh, he's a Chandler High kid um, from out here, Wolf. Who's that? Uh, Cameron Jordan. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah, Steve because Steve still lives out here. Oh, Steve um, lives out in the valley. Yeah, I see Steve. Uh, we 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 work out. At, he works out at Exos. Okay. Um, so so yeah. So I I get to see Steve, and um, and you're right. I mean, th- when you look at this Saints squad, I mean, he's the unequivocal leader on that defensive side of the ball and everybody kind of plays off the emotion of cam, which I mean, let's just face it sounds familiar because it is familiar. Yeah, another, another cam another leading cam. his defense. <laughs> um, but like you said, it is, it, but, but it's, it's thoroughly unimpressive. Um, the rest of that defensive front outside of a couple of bright spots. And I think there's an opportunity there. Um, for for us to really take advantage 
of how we how we address this team, how we pursue them. And, you know, Alvaro, I you know how much of the game you got to watch last night. But, I mean, you know, outside of Lamar Jackson and that threat, I felt like, you know, there just wasn't a sense of comfortability um, by this this offense that that's led by Andy Dalton. Uh, let's just – I'm trying to figure out how a nice – a nice way of saying it, mm-hmm. but they they don't they don't look to be in control at any point either. And Andy Dalton look, <laughs> looks just as shifty as he did back when he was um, in Cincy, where he feels uncomfortable in the pocket, like he doesn't trust his line. You know, it is his sixth offensive scheme in the last six years. So I'll, I'll say that for him. One thing he has done this year, and the reason why he's behind center right now, is because he is getting rid of the ball a little quicker. Um, that was the problem in Cincinnati. And, of course, his line didn't help him. So, you know, he's got a little bit – his line wasn't very good last night, to be honest. And this no, is before the injury to Boyd. Um, anytime anybody did a twist in front of them, they, they were just lost. They did their first assignment and just didn't do the second or third level assignment that they had to do. And things were – people were coming in like crazy. So those are opportunities for a team that, that, that has T.J. Watt coming back. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Miles Jack may have an interesting game. Devin Bush may have an interesting game. You know, it's going to be – Molette yeah. could have an interesting game against Dalton. Uh, these are the interesting – all of a sudden, Pittsburgh can blitz. Pittsburgh can, can sack the quarterback. You know, when you're playing 3-3-5, three, three, you only have six guys. You'll have seven now, and one of them is an all-world outside linebacker. And I... so that's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be great. And they, we haven't felt that since TJ went down in game one. Well, that's what we're all – you know, that's the thing about it. How much are we banking on TJ being TJ right away? You know, I mean, yeah, there's a lingering aspect in my mind that sometimes when you come off an injury, for the player coming off, you got to find out exactly what it is that you can do. I mean, you don't really know until you are a live go. You think you know, but you don't really know until – it's like the hammies. You know, you can do the, the heel drag on the ground and they can – tested in one of those machines and everything else you get a reading on the, the power strength between your quad and your hamstring and everything yeah you know what you don't know until you go out there and you just let it rip and you hope it doesn't rip <laughs> that's the You're big talking thing about, about what what people in the game call football shape yes. one thing is to be in shape like tj is another thing is to, to be used to contact to you used to the opponent having a say in what you do physically on the field and you're right but look, if he doesn't sack anybody, if he just flushes Dalton and pressures him and he throws a bad pass, he did his job. Oh, yeah. And if he walked out of that game unhurt, he did his job. And so I just think he's going to be there, and all of a sudden that entire offensive line, the entire game plan is going to be like, uh-oh, let's see. They don't know what they're going to get from T.J. Watt. Neither exactly. does Pittsburgh. But I'll say this too, Alvaro, knowing T.J., He's not going to be satisfied with just flushing a guy out. You talk about a guy that wants to do his job over and above. You know, I mean, this guy is really dedicated. Did you ever see him in in the midst of a, sitting in a lake, cuts out the ice, and takes an ice bath in a lake? That's over and above, man. <laughs> that's that's just crazy. You know, I know, I you know, know training. There was a volunteer. A volunteer practice yesterday. Guess who was there first? Oh, I can only imagine. He's got to be – he's chomping at the bit to be able to get, cut it loose out there. Now, it's got to it's gotta really beat him up to watch the team play a different scheme defensively, give up on pressing the quarterback to, to make sure they don't get deep runs and gash and possession runs. 
against the defense. He must have been sitting there going, oh, oh, you know, can't wait to get back. That's been building. So it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. I think the defense is charged, charged up. One more thing. One thing that TJ does is he makes, he protects the secondary. He makes a second, he turns the secondary from, from a, you know, sometimes a little anxious situation to maybe playmakers. And again, if he doesn't sack the quarterback, but we've get, if Pittsburgh ends up with a couple interceptions or deflected passes, TJ won. That's the bottom line. Well, his return is going to be huge, yeah. just huge. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it. Uh, now, so gentlemen, I have a have question. Ch- oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you first, Alvaro. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, have you had a chance to vote? Oh, we're going to get that done today. Oh. You better believe it. Oh, absolutely. The ballot is sitting in front of me, Alvaro, as we speak, um, you know, knowing that I got to get cons- that. There's nothing more important than that democratic process. <laughs> I consider voting. This is like my Memorial Day. This is my Veterans Day. This is what I owe them. You know, I, I, I live, yeah. no matter how I feel about a particular election or my life or physically, considering what they gave up. Oh, us, absolutely. I got to get up and I got to vote. I yeah. owe them that. I owe them all that. That's a great yeah. reminder. There's no doubt about it. And to our military, our armed forces, men and women that have uh, carved out this country, that have done such a great job into the the first responders and everybody else, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, we do owe this to go out and make sure you vote. So well, this get is out our, there and vote, is, right, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- this is our part in the defense of democracy, right? I mean, our, our servicemen and women go out and, and perform the physical tasks that's necessary to ensure that. But for us, this is, this is, this is our duty, right? Absolutely. This is what we're tasked with. This is something that is, an honor and a privilege and not a lot of places in this world get to do this. So yes. don't do not take it for granted. Do not use that apathy um, in your, in your reasoning. Um, this is the way you speak, right? I mean, if there's something you don't like. This is the way you handle it. It's not about sitting, yep. sitting on the sidelines and just complaining about it. Go out and take an active stance in that process to make sure you can, you can craft something that's better for this country that you can put us, that you can put your family and yourself in a better position. That that's the reason why we do this. Um, so thank you, Alvaro, for mentioning that because I think that is something that is important that needs to be stated on this day. Now, if you're listening to our podcast <laughs> and you listen to it on Friday, this won't age well. But if you do listen to this on a delay of today, November eighth, then yes, it, it's very pertinent to do that <laughs> for our live <laughs> listeners and our and our slightly delayed listeners. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Alvaro, I want to thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate you coming in the locker room here. Hey, listen, Thanks, thank Alvaro. you so much. I'm glad you invited me after they cleaned up the locker room. It smells much so much better now. <laughs> well make played. sure that happens next, before I show up next time, please, please. Sounds good. We'll be talking yes. to you next week. You know it. Thank you. All righty. All right, that was... Spanish play-by-play broadcaster Alvaro Martin, courtesy of the Steelers Radio Network. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we got something going on. Yeah, we do. Wesley Euler here at the SNR Breaking News Desk. Had to keep you on pens and needles there just for a second to build the suspense. Breaking news as it relates to the Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule. 
the kickoff for the week eight game against the Bengals on Sunday, November 20th has been flexed to 425 on CBS. Those teams were originally scheduled to play in the Sunday night football primetime game. That game will now be played by the Chiefs and the Chargers, Steelers and Bengals back to 425 p.m. It'll be the Steelers only midday, mid time slot game of this season. Selfishly here at the SNR News Desk, we love it because that means we'll all actually get home and get to bed before midnight. <laughs> Max and Wolf, back to you. Oh, thank you. That's Wesley. Or will we? Or will we? One of us might not. At least two of us will get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. All right. Oh, man. Well, there, there we go. We have our answer. I, I was actually, it was funny. I was, I was talking to Reagan, Reagan Baruby, our, our boss. And right. I was like, it's like, Reagan, I was like, do you think we could get place? He's like, well, we'll know by tomorrow afternoon, Max. <laughs> I was like, it's like, I wouldn't book that ticket just yet until you know when, uh, when, when we're going to be playing. So I now know so that I can proceed accordingly with booking my ticket. I'm, I'm going to imagine. Wolf, I might be live in the locker room on Monday morning. <laughs> All right, that could well be. Yeah, because I don't think there's a flight out that's gonna that's gonna make it in time. Well, so you know what'll we're, happen. We're gonna we, be safe. We got Studio H. You wear Studio H. You don't. You I don't do. sit it. You you practically wear it. <laughs> you know, it, it's like that costume. You know, when, when people get the horse costume. Yes. You know, it's a it's a two person costume. So I mean, you and I will be wearing it together. The question is. Who will be the horse's ass on that one? <laughs> who's on? Who's on the oh, back you side had of it? To go there. You had to <laughs> I go did. What? One has to do it. One has oh, to do it. Oh my! Who's gonna stand up tall? Who's gonna? Who's gonna bend over? You know, I mean, that's just really the costume. But yeah, the Studio H is a uh, is a tight closet. It's a nice closet. It's a very well lit closet. But it is uh, is lose a little bit left of desire. We have to we have to take turns. Like we have to play telephone just to get stuff in the trash can. So it'll be fun. <laughs> No, it'll be great. Um, but, yeah, we're going to step aside. And also, I just want to make sure everybody knows this, that in addition to Tuesdays being the Mike Tomlin Press Conference Day, it is also a glorious day for the SNR lineup. If you have podcasts or know, where to, or know where to get them, then you already know. But if you don't, you can be directed to the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, to get the godfather of Pittsburgh sports. That's right. Stan Saverin is talking everything Steelers. And today is drop day. Tuesday is drop day, as well as Steelers Week in Review, hosted by Johnny. Pitch to Johnny? You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Well, listen, Johnny, you, if you show up every Tuesday, we're going to pitch it to you, bud. Like first, in, like first in goal, baby. We know you can outrun the opposition to the end zone, and you do that every week on the Steelers Week in Review, hosted by Wesley Euler. So, Tuesday, big drop day. We got press conferences, we got Stan Saverin, and we got Wes Euler all on the same day dropping here on the Steelers mobile app as well as the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you go out, like, listen, and subscribe to it. And we'll step aside one more time in the locker room. We're going to clean up the jock straps and the, and the tube socks after uh, since Alvaro just left. And uh, we'll be back in the locker room with Wolf and Sarks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. 
The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tua in the gun. He's going to fake the handoff, left-handed toss, left flat. Hill, and he's tackled immediately on a great job by Arthur Millette. And that's going to be great at the line of scrimmage. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's going to lose four back to the 20. It's going to be second down and 19. And, of course, that is the great Billy Hillgrove. And his call is with a great play by Arthur Millette, which I had to point out because I was reading um, Teresa Varley's terrific article on Steelers.com, and Teresa really captures the essence of Arthur Millette and his story. Because when you look at that and realize that he grew up in the lower ninth ward, he was there during the Katrina disaster there. He was homeless at one point and and, and, and ended up in the Superdome actually, you know, riding out the storm there. But what he's overcome to get where he's at, that's a man I totally respect what this man has done with his life. And I love to see people like this, Arthur, rising above and facing adversity head on. You know, it's, it's amazing. You, you've, I've just had a, just a, a chance just to quickly meet him, not of any, any real substance. But when you, you, when you meet somebody, Max, and now you, your first – your first like uh, indication was, you know, this guy's pretty cool. There's something about him, and then you read his story a while later, and you realize, wow, what he's overcome to get where he's at. It really then kind of ties together with the handshake and the look in the eye when I first got to meet him up at training camp. I thought it's amazing. Well, yeah, no, I mean Arthur is uh, is a unique young man, and like you said, he brings perspective because he's he's not he's not an overly boisterous individual, you know. Nope. He's um he he's very he's very reserved, but also don't get on his angry side. Um, <laughs> I kind of got that. Although he did, you know, remember he did have some words after a game, and he spoke up, and that's that's his prerogative, which is was always great. Of course, you always want to make sure that the press is out, you know, when you're speaking to your guys. But uh, I always admire a man that stands up and and walks the walk, you know, with the talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you know, I think that that's something that we kind of look at it and we say, you know, th- th- this young man lives up to the hype. Like he, like, you know, uh, wh- who is it? Is it is it FDR? Speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> um, you know, he uh, he he definitely he he bring, he he, bring, he brings the hammer. Yes. To to a na- to a nail fight. Um, that that's for sure. Whether it's blitzing off the edge, whether it's taking. Uh, the slot guy who's moving all over. He just he does he he plays that nickel position um, to just great effect effectiveness. And I think that's something that when we look at one of the constants, one of the consistencies on this defense has been the play of Arthur Millette. Yes, you know he's done his job at a very high level, um, and you know he earned that spot in camp. Yes, he because did. when you had a lot of different people moving in and out and trying to figure out who was going to be the guy, Arthur just stayed steady. He didn't worry. He wasn't looking over his shoulder. He was looking at everything in front of him, right? And I think that's the that's that's one of the mantras. And when you think about being a professional athlete, like he gets that aspect of it. He gets it, and I think that's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. It is. You know, when Mike Tomlin describes him as a real NFL dude. You know, uh, it, it says everything in limited words by, about what Mike Tomlin thinks of him, who is always, you know, I, I love the way he describes people. <laughs> he's, he's just got yeah. unique ability to, to kind of put your finger on it. But with Arthur, Arthur Millette, he's one of these guys, like you said, you know, I, after Mike Hilton went to Cincinnati, I, I thought, wow, 
How were you going to find another Mike Hilton? Well, Arthur Millette is another Mike Hilton, or Arthur Millette is Arthur Millette. You know, what I mean, he's he's a guy that I I see right now. His ability is getting better week by week in in the things that they're asking him to do. Be it you know uh, run defense, coming down, squeezing from the backside, coming off the slot, that sort of thing. He is one of these guys that's capable. He's he's tough, and I can see now what his upbringing did for him because I can't even believe you could ride out the storm in 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 New Orleans like that. And his he lost his family went north and. You know, it wasn't until later that he joined his family and that it's it's pretty rugged. When you're living in I think it was a school bus he was living in for a period of time when he was homeless. To have the ability yeah. and the strength of character to write your ways, you know, I mean pull yourself out of that. And I'm sure there were some people that spoke and, and poured into his life and helped him to achieve and overcome. But to overcome all that sort of adversity that he faced, man. That's hats off to him. That's that's pretty terrific. No, absolutely. And once again, you know, we kind of talk about just the makeup of the young man, right? right. I mean, and these are all those traits. You know, it's a story behind the story because you know we kind of look at guys on game day. And you see a number, you see a name, but the story behind those names, right? You know, are so powerful, are so captivating, and. You know, unless you grab the media guide and you try and read through it, and even then, it's still a snapshot. It's just a glimpse. Mm-hmm. But when you when you dig deeper, I mean, there's so so many just great, tremendous uh, men playing in the NFL, and and odds that have been overcome, and like you said, circumstances um, throughout the process. You know, to even hearing about you know different guys who have who have gone through these circumstances and now they're going back and giving back into their communities. I think yeah. that's been some of the most refreshing things. I mean, you think about work done and all the things that he's done oh, for yeah. various guys uh, when it comes to building houses, like Deshaun Watson being one of those kids that benefited <laughs> from Warwick Dunn's philanthropy. And now you, now, now you see that person has ascended to this level. It's just, it's tremendous. And there's countless other stories and countless other individuals but it's refreshing to know, you know, that, that good things can't happen out of bad circumstances. Absolutely. Well, another guy that's undergoing a little bit of adversity, I wanted to move over and talk a little bit about Josh Allen. Did you see the, the hit on his arm when he released the ball by Bryce uh, Huff from the New York Jets when he was dropping back and he beat uh, Quisenberry, the backup to Spencer Brown at right tackle for the Buff Bills? And he came around the corner – and he caught the arm as, as Josh Allen was launching the ball. And it reminded me of when Drew Brees blew out his shoulder in, uh, in, when he was in San Diego before he yeah. moved on to, to you know, become the, the uh, great quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. But, you know, it's like an, a ballistic Udi Garami in jiu-jitsu. You know, they, that arm lock, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a figure four arm lock. The old catch wrestlers used to describe it as, you know, a figure four. But, I mean, that I saw that happen. And the way his elbow flexed because he got hit right in the middle when he launched that ball. And I thought to myself, he's got to be injured. And he's being evaluated for um, an ulnar collateral ligament and related nerves. But the amazing thing that, that I, I, I wanted to throw out to you was remind uh, if you saw it, um, it, it was one thing. But another, he continued in the game and actually launched a bomb 
several plays later, I, I couldn't believe that he threw the ball. I mean, it was just the way yeah. he threw it. I mean, it's like you got to be kidding me. This guy is a beast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But now, you know, of course, he's going to be injured. So you wonder what that does long term. If you're going to rest him this week, or if or and send Case Keenum in, or if you're going to push right. him through, and then now that UCL um, injury could be something that's lingering. And let's face it, I mean, that squad is good. Right. But it revolves around Josh Allen. It revolves all around Josh Allen and his mobility and ability to throw the ball. So you wonder if in a couple of weeks we're not having a different conversation. Because also think about this. The losses that the Bills have taken right. have been division losses. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Now the Jets. Yep. So if you can't control your division. Yeah. You know, you might not be as great as you think you are, and and Kansas City's just being steady at six and two, right? Just right. Just, just biding their time, and they got. And that, I think that's why they also put that matchup, you know, when they flexed us out to that one, because you know, between the Chargers are number two in their division, the Chiefs are number one in their division. That's always a toss-up type of game. Um, you could see a new leader atop the AFC potentially in the next couple of weeks if Josh Allen, you know, can't get that that thing on the mend as much as possible because that's a pretty important uh, ligament when it comes to releasing the football and throwing with the power that he throws with that takes a little bit off of it, a little zip uh, off, of, off, of, off of those passes. Oh, absolutely. And, I, again, you know, I go back, I watch that thing over a couple of times in slow motion. And, I mean, that hyperflexion. And what really bothered me is when they said it, they were, it was an injury to the UCL and related nerves. When you hear related nerves or nerve possible nerve damage, that makes you like go, ooh. You know, because yeah. that, that can be something that wow, that that can really manifest itself in several ways and create inflammation and all kinds of problems and issues. Yeah, and and the and the ever so technical term, dead arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. because that, that you know, like the numbness and the tingly feeling can make you not, you know, because I mean, the biggest thing is understanding your body yeah. and feeling everything that you're doing. And if you have a spot that you don't know, and trust me, I don't know if you still got some wolf, but my left shoulder, mm -hmm. you know, because it, 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 I, I tore my labrum back in 2005. Okay. And I still never got it fixed because I didn't want to be in a sling for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's certain points where it's like, I don't feel this. Yeah, I don't. It's not I, going. Don't, I don't feel this. It's not going where I expected it to. <laughs> now, granted, I, I I can still kick butt. Now, now if I'm lifting something over my head, I don't know what I would be doing to lift something over my head at this age. You might be reaching if, for a piece of pie that's if it's up on the shelf. You know what I mean? But I'm six foot eight, so it's not technically over my that's head. That's true. Just kind of at an angle. A or short I'm people have to deal with that. See. Yeah, short. And how tall are you, Wolf, again? Six, one and a half. And a half. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Average height's 5'11". So you're <laughs> tall too, bud. Even though yeah. it's your lower end of that spectrum, you're still in the <laughs> tall category. So don't try it. Don't try to sneak down to, you know, the short people category. That's two and a half inches. You know, I get it. When you're bending over, you know, to eat at a countertop, you're not you're not exactly 6'1 anymore, but you're still pretty tall. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh All my right. God! Well, let's 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 take a break. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> oh my God! Before we get to discussion, what really is short and isn't short? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, hey, 
Here's 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 the long and short of it. Okay, we're going to break, <laughs> and we'll be back here in the locker room. We'll start to the ninjas here on us and our NESPN radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. On second and goal, Ben gets the snap. He waits, runs to his left, looks, 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 directs traffic. And he's going to throw the ball away in the back of the end zone. Oh, it's going to be intercepted in the end zone. Intended for Brown. Casey picked him off, and Ben gets up slowly. Max, the return of DeMonte Casey, does it? Quite possibly. We have It's not official yet, but if he comes back, are we going to see more of the quarters, the three-safety look? I would love for that to come in because what I tell you, Wolf, when we watched in the preseason, it was pretty devastating, pretty spectacular to watch. Because DeMonte KZ, I love I love the fact that his last name is KZ because it reminds it rhymes with kamikaze. <laughs> you know? I thought you were gonna say and, crazy, but instead you kamikaze. Or, oh, or or crazy KZ. I mean, you know, all all, this, all the ones that ended Z. There you, you know, go. Just just throw throw it in there, uh, and the rhyme, not just the letter. Um, but you know, it was something that. DeMonte KZ just brings a unique skill set because he can play deep safety, but he can also play up on the line of scrimmage. He can play in the slot, and he brings a physicality mm-hmm. to to his to his work style that is just it's disruptive. And I think that that's when we're thinking about the second half of this season and the schedule that we have in front of us, that should kind of be the calling card of the Steelers. We are going to be disruptive to whatever you had planned in your regularly scheduled programming hour. We are we are here to mess things up. Uh, you know, who knows? Might get a little crazy since we get one mid-afternoon game this season. You know? <laughs> yeah. Good uh, well. And let's just face it, the team that uh, the team that will be on the docket, uh, I think it went pretty good last time we, we, we played them. Just just saying. Just saying. Cincinnati Bengals, Wolf. Oh, oh, oh. I got okay, mixed. There we go. I'm, Sorry. I, I Sorry. was told. Sorry. Okay. Totally yeah. blown away because I'm thinking New Orleans Saints. I'm going, no, we lost the last three games to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> the 425 game the following week. I'm d- disruptive, disruptive. Sorry, man. No. You know, yeah. that's just one of those crushed synapses failing to respond in my yeah. head right there. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I also it, it was it was a soft toss. It wasn't high enough. You know. <laughs> I also know that as well. You know, coach pitch softball. I got I to yeah. work on that. Or slow pitch baseball. Whatever Keep that you baby, call it. you know, chest high. I, I have a little yeah, issues exactly. going below. <laughs> In the framework. Stop trying to skim the knees or stop trying to skim the ankles. You know, uh, no, I get it. But I, I think, I, but what I, what I love about DeMonte KZ, right? It, it's, it's, you know, and I, I always like to say reckless disabandonment, but it's not that because no. it's a very controlled focalized attack that he brings. Mm-hmm. Like he's very decisive on running exactly through your chest. Yeah. It's not, it's not just running and hopefully he hits it. No, no, no. He's lasered in between the numbers face that little U bar. You yes. know what I'm saying? Uh, of course they don't have U bars as much anymore. No, not as much. Yeah. So also, yeah. But anyways, where the shit sign is or the Riddell sign is, 
he's looking at it and he's trying to he's trying to go check your heartbeat visually. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's what he does when he's trying to perform. So I know, you know, he he's obviously served his suspension, the injury and everything. So I'm hoping he's back to full speed to add into the pile because I think if you get DeMonte KZ then back in and you add in some health things with the other guys and then of course William Jackson what he can contribute <clears throat> I mean now you're looking at a very healthy secondary and with a lot of depth and I think that's something that we can all say would be a breath would be a breath of of relief uh for us to have guys coming at full speed imagine you could bring the full strength of your defense into these contests in the second half of the season um that would be tremendous that takes that takes a lot off the plate of Minka and Terrell <clears throat> as well. Arthur Millette gets to continue being Millette the mallet um, in this process, right? Bring a hammer to a nail fight. And then, of course, you throw in, you know, the health of Cam Sutton, Akella right. Weatherspoon, and Levi Wallace. Um, you know, you hope that, you know, Levi can come along and, and be back to full strength. But that, that that's a pretty good secondary to go along with what we have defensively that we'll be adding to adding TJ Watt right on top of already right. having Miles Jack Bobby Spillane and company and Devin Bush up there that second level and, and who knows maybe we see some maybe we see some moments from Mark Robinson maybe Mark Robinson gets you never know because he he is a, he is a guy who who's a skilled pass rusher I think for being a former running back he knows how to blitz and when you're thinking about the three linebacker looks maybe you go three linebackers and three safeties that hmm. would be interesting. That would be very that, interesting. You know, just just throwing it out there. Just throw it. Just a change up. You just, know, just a you never up. know. Well, here's yeah, here's yeah, what exactly. I think. Think about this, Casey. He, he I, what I didn't know. I knew he he partially broke his forearm. Well, he completely broke his forearm. He and and re, he relo, lo, relocated his wrist. You know, a, a dislocation. I always call it a relocation because yeah. it always looks odd. It's out of place. But they had to put nine screws in a plate. And his forearm and wrist, and uh, this is a guy who you know he's not just a banger. He had 12 interceptions in his past 49 games, and going back to 2018, he had seven. So this guy is is capable not just of being the box a tough guy, you know, running through the chest of a guy. This is a guy that's got skills in in the art of uh, taking away the ball. Well, and, and I think that's something that we have to continually play on, right? We, we, need, we need more guys who are willing to, to go take the ball away. Yes. And that can't catch it as well. But I digress. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to harp on that, Miami. Um, <laughs> anymore. Sorry, sorry. It, it, that, that's one of my crush synapses. The frontal lobe just tends to spout things out of, of relevance. Um, it's called the gumball but, effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but I think I think it is something to monitor, and of course, you know, after us will be the Mike Tomlin press conference, which will be followed by this broadcast, and hopefully he does address some of those things. And as we progress through the week, we can kind of monitor that wolf, and especially with you being <coughs> eyes and boot, <coughs> eyes and boots on the ground, <laughs> that'll be important. Sorry about that. You okay? Yeah, Come I'm on. good. I'm good. Can't hide you, now. buddy. Can't you know? Yeah, I know, I know, and and you know, if you miss me or you miss any of this show, you can feel free to go download it. Uh, on all the podcast outlets, you can go on iHeartRadio. You can go on Steelers Mobile. You can, you, heck, you can go on Apple and Spotify. You can go on all of them. 
SoundCloud. You can go anywhere you want. You can find this show in the locker room with Wolf and Starks broken down by ours and all of our other great shows and lineups. You can catch the Blitz with, of course, the aforementioned Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes, the Standard with Tom and Jacob. Today, Steelers Week in Review as well with Wes. Also, the Godfather dropped today, and he drops on Thursdays. But most importantly, we appreciate you guys liking, listening, and subscribing to all of those. But more importantly, listening to us live. Have a great day today. Remember, get out and vote. And we'll be back tomorrow in the locker room, 10 to noon, here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.